You are listening to the sermons of the late Pastor Frank Hampton Jr., who pastored the Church of God in Jackson, Michigan from 1963 to 2018. If you would like to learn more about Pastor Hampton or the Church of God, please visit our website at www.churchofgodjackson.com. Again, that's www.churchofgodjackson.com. We hope you enjoy the message. God bless. Your prayers and your undivided attention, we need everybody to observe the one when God gives his message. Everybody should be apt and wrapped and open here because we're in some tough times here. So may God help us. Let's not anything that might divert our attention here. So, uh, the book of Exodus chapter 22, verse 25. The Lord has been dealing with very strenuously in, in these last days. And it's more consequential than I can express. 25, verse 25, Exodus chapter 22. If thou lend money to any of my people that is poor by thee, thou shalt not be to him as an usurer. Neither shalt thou lay upon him usury. If thou at all take thy neighbor's raiment to pledge, thou shalt deliver it unto him by that the sun goeth down. For that is his covering only. It is his raiment for his skin, wherein shall he sleep. And it shall come to pass, when he crieth unto me, that I will hear, for I am gracious. Thou shalt not revile the gods, nor curse the ruler of thy people. Thou shalt not delay to offer the first of thy ripe fruits and of thy liquors. The firstborn of thy sons shall thou give unto me. Likewise shalt thou do with thine oxen and with thy sheep. Seven days it shall be with his dam. On the eighth day thou shalt give it to me. And ye shall be holy men unto me. Neither shall ye eat any flesh that is torn of beasts in the field. Ye shall cast it to the dogs. Verse 31, former clause. And ye shall be holy men unto me. Our thought, and it's a very grave one, you really don't have time to be holy. That's the, that's the, that's the predicament of this age in which we live. They really don't have time to be holy. And it takes time to be holy. So you, you, pray, you pray with me this morning. It's not as most people and even religious people proclaim that you can't live holy. But the issue is they don't have time to be holy. Now, if you notice here, that uh, here's a whole list of items that they are to uh, meticulously perform in order to be holy. A real life of holiness is a detailed 
life. And the Bible says, now if you do these things, you'll be holy unto me. God is saying the same thing today. There is a kind of dedication that produces holiness. The definition for the word is morally perfect. Now you, you pray with me this morning. The one we teach is we advocate a doctrine of perfection. And that is the only doctrine that God accepts. That perfection must be performed in our lives while we are in this present world. Now, the Bible said Noah was perfect in his generation. And as I've preached to you in time past, that's how Noah condemned the world. He was perfect and the other people weren't. You know why? They didn't have time. How do you know? Well, read the account. The Bible says that this generation would be as the days of Noah. And the Bible goes on to say what they were doing. They were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriages. They didn't have time. Y'all pretty much said this morning. As sure as I'm here this morning, the people that you know and observe in this generation do not have time to be holy. They just don't have time. Holiness, as I've proclaimed so many times, is more than a doctrine that is associated with certain religious groups. Holiness is more than a doctrine that you teaches or in some measures adheres to. Holiness is being morally perfect. Now you can go on citing your imperfections and, and maybe that's good. But they want nothing less than that will get to heaven. And I'm here to tell you that today. And may God help us. And we're going to preach the word this morning if you pray with us. Holiness is more than a name. In the book of 2 Peter, chapter 3, beginning at verse 11. All right, do you have it there? Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved. What man of person ought you to be in all holy conversation? Now you listen to me. You listen to me. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what kind of what manner of person ought ye be in what? In all holy conversation. And in all, listen, listen. They want. You realize what heaven is all about. You realize the requirements from heaven. You realize the consequences of that day. And the fact that you've got to stand before God to give an account of the deed done in your body. He says, what kind of people are you be? Now what you notice, in all what? In all holy conversation. Now you listen to me now. Listen to me. That conversation means conduct. And it is saying that every department, every phase of your conduct ought to be combed through 
and carefully judge item by item. This world don't have time to do that. They don't have time. They want to itemize and to just take real close introspection of every little deed they perform. You would be appalled to know the number of people that go to bed at night and are totally oblivious to half of the things they've done. They're so caught up, so involved, so shifty that a half of the deed they perform, they are totally unaware. And they can't determine whether or not they're holy because they don't really know and remember. Nor do they judge it. Listen, I know from personal experience, there is no way to be holy unless it involves all your time. And most people just don't have that time to give. And I'm telling you something this morning. Listen, it's too much involved in being holy. What manner of person are we? Listen, you're, you're at every reaction got to be judged. Every word has to be judged. Every stare and every thought, you've got to do it. That's what real holiness is all about. That's why most people say you can't live it. It's too involving. They, now, many people uh, sense that that's a requirement. The way you can be done, but it's real hard. That means they sense it. They realize it, but they, it's too involving to just judge yourself so closely, so they just write it off as an impossibility. And do you know, dear one, I honestly believe that most of us have done the same thing. In fact, the message that we preach now has become just a lullaby to many people. They have just decided it's unfeasible. It's not, you're not likely to come up to it and I just kind of tried and can't do it, so I just do the best I can. That's the attitude that people have, with you, and you might not think so, but that's the case. Read a little more. Sing then that all these things shall be dissolved. Please hear me this morning. Come on with it. What manner of person ought you to be in all holy conversation? You ought to take time. You ought to prioritize the right things. Status in life, livelihood, that should be relegated in the background. Holy living, moral uprightness and perfection should dominate our very being. I'm telling you this. Read a little more. Looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God. Looking for and hasting unto the... Listen, that's the attitude of a holy person. Let me tell you something. Now, if you want to know uh, your status this morning, and I'm going to give you a good way to determine it. The attitude depicted in that verse. Looking what? Looking for, looking for, and hasten unto the coming of the day of God. Listen, a person who is really and truly holy, that's the attitude. Because this life has so little to offer when they see it in this right perspective that they're just looking forward to the real life. Lord, even so come, Lord Jesus. Hasting the coming of the Lord. But that's not the attitude of this generation. Brothers, this generation is so involved and life is so meaningful that they want to defer the coming of the Lord just as much and as far off as they possibly can. 
That's not the attitude. I'm telling you this. Now you, you partner with me this morning. That is not the attitude of this generation. That's not the attitude of all the preachers that I'm preaching to this morning. That is not the attitude of all those that I'm preaching to this morning. Brother, you can count them almost on your hand who's looking for and hasting the coming of the Lord. Why? You say it's a better place, a better life? Well, but not so with most people because this life is offering too much. They're too involved. Their investment is too great. And they don't want to leave it by any means, even if they're supposed to go to heaven. I'm listen to the word. Read on. Looking for and hasting unto the coming of and the day of God. Unto the coming, what? Of the day of God. Of the day of God. Wherein the heavens been on fire shall be dissolved. Go on. And the elements shall melt with The elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless. Nevertheless. According to his promise. We according to his promise. Alright. Wherein dwelleth righteousness. Wherein dwelleth righteousness. Wherefore. Wherefore. Now, if you are really, if, if it's not just a cliche with you, if it's not just something you talk about, if you're really looking for that, if you indeed are looking for that, then what? Wherefore, beloved. Wherefore, beloved. Seeing that you look for such things. Be diligent. Listen. Take time to live holy. If you're really looking for that, take time to be holy. That's why people can't go through tests, right? They're not taking time to be holy. They're not thinking it through. They're not sensing how the devil might come. So here he is, right up in their faces. Got them on their backs. That's because people don't take time. Brother, let me tell you this. You know, I remember uh, years ago, I was working in the barber shop, and there was an old man. You would hardly ever see him make blunders in judgment and whatnot. I don't care what it was. Uh, usually, if he had an item, he would be sitting up all day looking it over. And examine it. Before he touch it, he got to work on it. Looking all over. Studying it. Before he do anything to it. And he analyze it. And finally he might make a move. And almost always was a proper move. Now, he didn't just get a screwdriver and just start taking to it. You know, uh, he took time. He didn't want to make, he didn't want to make blunders and have to do it all over again. Or, or pay the consequences of, of his haste. So he would take time. I think people do that. Take time before they speak. They analyze it. Just like Jesus did. Uh, don't you know I have power to condemn them to speak? To analyze his words. And, want, and I see people now who their tongues are so automatic. It, 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 it's, it's distressing. You can't live only like that. Brother, half the people would not react half the time that they do if they knew what holiness is all about. But because their reactions are unjudged. I'm telling you, know you know by the results of them. They're unjudged. About half the things that the every peaceman do would not do it again the second time if they were thinking through. That tells me. That shows me. The, uh, about half of your reactions, if you were thinking through, you would not do it the same way second time. Let that tell you something. Let that come home to you. Amen. What? You, because you can think of a holier way that you could have done it. Well, why did you take time and do it right the first time? Let that be your theme. Let it be as meaningful as it should be. Give it the time and the concentration that something of this magnitude demands. 
You're not just doing something in life. You got to, this life has been recorded. God is though as a great big video, an audio, following you around. Now you watch it. And one day it's going to be rehearsed or played before you in the judgment. You're going to be able to look at it. That's why there won't be, you know why there won't be any arguments in the judgment? Lord, did I? Lord, he said, wait just a moment. I'm going to give you this in replay. Here it is. And you listen to it. See, some people right now, you, you're trying to make correct them, and you reflect back on where you said something, where you did it. They'll argue down. I didn't say it. I did the well. Then you just have to let them go. But when God ref, uh, reflects on it, God going to, you watch and see what I tell you. God going to refer you right back how you know, because I got Bible. What, what was that in the Bible? Over in Luke chapter 16. Don't turn there. When the rich man was down there, he said, remember thou? I'm going to reflect you back. I'm going to give you a replay. And when God said, remember, you got to remember. God will bring you right back, praise our God, and stop the camera right there. And let you look at it and meditate on it. And do what you should have done before you did it. And then you're going to find head dropped, just like the Bible speaks about that in the judgment. The man stood there when God began to question him. What you doing in here like this with no wedding coming on? His lips were locked. All of these talkative people who have locked lips in the judgment, them lips will stop flopping in the judgment because God's going to ask them some questions and show them an uh, instant replay of their lives and they're going to stand speechless. And you can, when you see all these wild stuff, this unbridled, amen, and what the message could have corrected, amen, what concentration and meditation could have done, you didn't allow it to do, and you're going to have to look at it played before you. And you'll judge it yourself. Actually, in the judgment, you're going to judge your own self, really. Why? Because you're going to be able to look over your life, and you know it. God's going to show you right down into the middle of it. It won't be no question whether you're lusting or not. God's going to show you your, your, your intentions. And your, the Bible says, the word of God is sharper than the two of your sword, discerning what? The thoughts and the intents of the heart. So God's going to do that. The word of God, that's what he's going to try to get in the judgment. The word, and that's going to discern your thoughts and the intents of your heart. And you're going to know it. It's going to be laid out before you. I'm telling you, children. There are people lily white now from appearance, but, they are, they, they, but inside they are raving in wolves. Amen. People are escaping now, amen, with their halos. But brother, inside, many of them have things. We're going on. Give me verse 14 again, son. Wherefore, Wherefore beloved, seeing that you look for such things, why don't you take time? Brother, if, you, if you're really looking for that to happen, if you're looking for that awful day to come, why don't you be diligent? Why don't you take all, dedicate all your time to preparation? Amen. Be diligent what? That you may be found of him in peace. Might be found of him in peace. Without spot and blameless. Now listen, sometimes uh, my wife is spotting the carpeting. And she get a little bottle of cleanse or something and get down there for hours sometime with a little rag. Looking it over. Going over it three or four times. And then go to the next place. Let me see. see. Brushing that way and brushing that way. See the spot. What? She wanted to be spotless. Take it. She's diligent with it. Diligent with it. 
But here when sometimes we ask the morning maybe d- diligent. What? Get, uh, getting all the little spots out of it. Amen. I mean not overlooking anything, getting it. If it got something tough, get it, try another solution. Uh, I mean, putting uh, adding a little more strength, amen, uh, to it. If it's biodegradable, amen, put less water this time. Amen! Brother, my God, it's faith of God. We're like that. That's the way saints used to be, brother, when they were sensitive. Preaching anything, they don't know also, brother, getting spots out. What you here for? Brother, I, 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 I didn't speak to you. Holy Spirit, I got a confession. What? And little things, people call themselves backslid, but they not people laugh over. Maybe they're not diligent. I overreacted to my husband the other day. I went off with my wife the other day. I'm sorry. I repented. Pray for me. I might be clear before God. I got spotted the other day. Amen. That I, 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 I stared too passionately. Amen. Pray for me. I got, I got spotted on my job the other day. Yeah, I want to get the spot out of me. I found out that, amen, we had a little altercation between me and another sister. And, and then, brother, and, and I took that thing home with me. And God showed me that I, I was holding her. Forgive me. Let me wash that thing out of me. Let me get back and look at it. Now she come back and say something else. And I still feel that same thing here. Well, no, watch it. Let's, let's, add, let's strengthen the solution. Strengthen the solution is still there. I'm not studying about what you think. But I want to go to heaven. Oh, that was all right. It was all right with you, but I got a spot here. Get, I want to be washed. It's wash me, please, our God. Now I'll be white in the snow. I want to be white before God. Be diligent. That's what diligence is all about. I'm going to tell you, children, when you're in your devotion, read the Word of God. What does it mean to you? What does diligence mean to you? Study it out. Take time to be holy. That you be found with, be, without spot. Read that again, son. Read that again, please. Nevertheless, Nevertheless we, promise, we are according to his promise. Go on, 14, verse 14. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that you look for such things, be diligent that you may be found of him in peace, in peace without not confusion, not always involved in something, without spot. Keep yourself unspotted from the world. Judge your recreation. Judge your activities. Judge your involvements. You've got to be spotted before God. Sometimes I put on my nice suit and come to church. And sometimes you got a little, little powder on you. Oh, I looked at the mirror. I think, well, I didn't look behind me, sir. I come up with a big white spot on my pants. So I'd go and get a rag or something, let my wife brush me off. I didn't realize I got up, I brushed up against something. I brushed up against something. Brother, let me tell you something. Going to heaven is more than movies you all think. I, I see people testifying and talking confidently and, and speaking loud and flamboyant, and this is spotted as a leopard. I'm telling you that. They don't even sense it. They're not diligent. That's why they don't sense it. They're not diligent. They don't know what brings spots. They don't know what they're rubbing up against all day long. Amen. They don't sense it. I've seen mothers who are diligent, far more diligent about their dresses than they are their souls. And then they have a little baby or something, get a little milk spot all on their pretty dress, or they have a serum of. And their soul can be spotted as a hyena. 
Brother, I'm telling you, you've got to take time to live holy. Let me read the scripture over in Psalm 66, 23. I believe it is. Read it quickly. I think that's what I want. Read it quickly. All right, come on with it. Six, no, 63. 63, uh, 4. That's what I want. Thus will I bless the Lord while I live. I lift up my hands in thy name. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness. And my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips. When I remember thee upon my bed and meditate on thee in, in the... Do what? And It takes that, Lord God, I must live all night long thinking about the message. Thinking about the word, Lord God, and going over my life and see if I got spotted during the day. I'm not going to bed thinking about how I'm going to make a big buck tomorrow. How I'm going to be impressive and how I'm going to look cute tomorrow and all that kind of stuff. Amen. Brother, take time to live holy. Brother, listen, everything is in part of Listen. There's a time for prayer, there's a time for Bible reading, and there's a time for meditation. All of them are, are absolutely important. Most people don't have time for all that. They cannot include that in their crowded agenda. They just can't do it. It's too much for it. I'm telling you this. Well, then, then you don't be holy. That's the bottom line. If you don't have time, then you don't be holy. How do you know? Because I can't be holy without saying neither can anybody else. My own, I have conceded my only hope of Bible holiness is take all of my time. The time that I'm not praying, I got to meditate. When I'm not meditating, I'm, in, I'm digging in the Word. And then thinking, then, then unraveling the Word. Going down into it. Cracking the nut and getting the meat out of it. Amen! Amen. Watching at the Word of God in my night watches. See, listen. They watch, but in my, in my night watches. Do you hear? Run myself, amen, all day long and get to bed and sleep like a log. Amen, haven't had time for God all day. Amen, what crowd him out of my life and not go to bed and, and dream wild dreams. Not, night, not no night watch. Brother, it's sad. That's why most people cannot keep a consistent testimony. What? They're too unwatchful. They don't take time. Too many things come up on them unawares. Don't you know, listen, you can't outfox a devil who's been here since creation. Or at best, shortly after. Amen. Uh, just running around all day long and amen and, and, and trying to squeeze God in some little crack somewhere. Amen. Well, let me tell you something. Beside meditating and getting messages before God, brother, I have been a whole lot of time for my personal life. And it leaves little time for anything else. I'm telling you. Brother, people really don't have time. They don't have time. Um, let me show you why. In Matthew chapter 23, 22 verse 3. Matthew 22, 3. I'm going to show you exactly why. Read. All right, you have to find it because I'm going to keep... And sent forth his servant that were bid to the wedding. They couldn't come. They couldn't come. They, why? They didn't have time. Go on. Again he sent forth other servants. Other servants saying, tell them which are bidden. Behold, I have 
Behold, I have prepared my dinner. My oxen, my fatlings are killed. All things are ready. Come unto the marriage. They laughed at it. They laughed at it. Brother, people have come to a point now they really, they, you can preach the word of God under the anointing of God and they'll laugh at it. It's a joke to them anymore. It's a joke for all practical purposes. No conviction. No measuring up. A joke. By the attitudes. I don't mean they might not laugh physically, but they laugh uh, according to their response. That's how you determine how far something went. Their response to it. Ain't no crying all night. Oh, Lord, please let me come up to it. Lord, bring me up to it. Or I die. Not that kind of attitude. Read. Again, he sent forth other servants. Sent forth other servants, saying, Tell them which are bidden. Behold, I have prepared my dinner. My oxen, my, oxen, my, fatlings, my fatlings. Go on. And all things are ready. All things are ready. Go on. They made light of it. And went their way. Lord have mercy. You see, you, now you know, you're going to make light of this scripture. Both men are going to make light of this scripture. Because you're going to do the same thing. You're still going to your farm tomorrow and you'll be merchandise all day long. You'll be merchandise the rest of the day. And hardly any meaningful prayer at all. No getting before God until he speaks to you. Not getting any word until God speaks to you from it. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm saying. Now make light of it. Don't make light of it. Who's going to alter their lives permanently as a result of this scripture? That's what I'm talking about. Read it again. They made light of it. Went their ways. One to his farm. Another. Everything is more important in this world-demanded generation than a real sold-out experience with God. Everything is of the utmost importance. Did you read the word? Well, I, I had my agenda. My did, you, did you really get anything from the Wednesday? Well, I had a lot of things to do. I had to get up early this morning, and I had to go uh, in the, you know, to my second job, and, and I had to uh, do some things. Uh, there, there, there was a, a sale this morning, and I had to get up and get out there before they picked over it. And, and, uh, and there was everybody got, I'm going to tell you, surely, this is it. Amen. I had to get there, wanted to be there when they opened it, going to get my car fixed. Anything. I had an important meeting. Anything. You're not going to live holy like that, and it's going to be quite manifest before it's over. It's going to be manifest, and many of us have seen this in time past. Don't let it slip on your second time, you'll, you'll go under. How many people have I had come to me when they saw that they were crowding God out of their lives to believe that I'm too involved? I'm going to drop this stuff. And they dropped it for a minute and picked it right back up and lost out with God. They didn't have time to live holy, and they, they sensed it. They realized they didn't have time to live holy. They realized, well, but that looked like it's cooling me off. God help me. What well, didn't you deserve whatever befall you? Well, many of you know what holiness is all about. You know what it means to live holy. You know what it means to live unholy. And when I say unholy, I don't mean immoral. Listen, I'm going to show you something here, children. And I'm praying that God's word can become meaningful to you again. In most instances, again. Read. Go on, read. But they made light of it. Made light of it? And went their ways. Listen, we ain't got time to live holy. I got to, I got to get my farm work done. That's my livelihood. Go on. I got to open my store and keep my business flourishing. 
Everybody. Everybody got something legitimately to consume their time and to a point that they can't really live holy. Living holy is just what it means, brother. They don't have time to detail their lives. They don't have time to, to involve themselves fully. I'm telling you. They don't have time to get prepared for the day. When they go out in the morning, they're ready. They're full of God. Full of, with, go out with the fullness of God in their souls. Going out with, with, a, with, with anointing upon their hearts. And as a result, they don't only make lighter, but they get light. And I'm telling you, children, God is sending, trying to send you some here. It might be too late already. I don't know. But God help us out. Read. But they made light of it. Made light of it. And went their ways. Went their ways. Went to his Amen. We used to realize that we always talk about getting caught up, getting caught up, getting caught up, and then get caught up. It's tough. Come on with it. Another to his merchandise. Another to his merchandise. The remnant took his servant and treated them spitefully and slew them. When the king heard thereof, he was wroth, sent forth his armies, called them murderers, and burned their cities. Go on. Said he to his servant, The wedding is ready. They which have been there not worthy because their merchant died, because they're farming, because they is personal involvement, they didn't have time to live holy, so that rendered them unworthy. I believe this all my heart this morning. God knows I believe it, brother. I believe that I can render myself unworthy by worldly involvement. The Bible speaks of it all through Jesus preached it in all of the Gospels. And I'm not going to laugh at it or make light of it. Amen. And you notice God's reaction to those, amen, who farm the merchandise and consume them. Well, Lord, we got to live. Well, you can use that as a cop out if you want to. Well, then, if you got to live, then you can't live holy. Then, if, if, if it takes all that to live, if it takes all that to live, then you can't live holy. God make no requirements of nobody that would render them unholy. God does not require, does not arrange life so nobody has to involve themselves to a point that will affect their holiness. Now, know that. I don't care if you got forty children, or what the case is, brother. There will be time for you to live holy and get before God because God will not allow anything that will render you to in a position that you cannot live holy and give him the time to do him. Amen. And by the same token, even I got to make a living. Listen, there was everybody in the, in the word of God were required to leave something, to leave some gleaning there. Why? God did not, amen, put them in a predicament where they could not survive without doing all this extra stuff. I'm, the word of God is right. The word of God is right. So all this stuff you're piling up on yourself, you can say what you want to say about it. It is affecting your holiness. And I know it is. And everybody's going to know it before it's over. Now, if you're too busy to live holy, then just, it's just what I'm saying this morning. You really don't have time. I'm telling you that. I'm telling you that I am writing a letter to this generation. They really don't have time to live holy. Holy. In every sense of the word. And unless somebody rededicate themselves to what they know Bible holiness is all about, they, they, there's no hope for them. Talking about holiness, talking about the old time, talking about getting caught up in the world and all this kind of stuff means nothing. Brother down in Missouri said, Lord, help me not to say it and then go out and do it. I can talk about getting caught up and then, and then get caught up myself. I'm not going to be tricked with that. Amen. That makes it worse. That makes it worse. Amen. 
All right. Be diligent. Be diligent. My God's searching for spots so I can work with it. Some people have home remedy books at home. How to get coffee stains out, how to get blood stains out. But they got certain kind of solutions. They recommend certain kind of solutions to get ink stains out. And some people got all kind of mixtures. But to spot their garments, spot their flow, to remove certain kinds of indelible spots. They're that diligent. They're conscientious about their garments. They don't want to walk out. They, amen. Maybe you can go to the, maybe to the Roman sale sometime and buy maybe a, a $50 shirt or a, a blouse because a little spot and somebody couldn't get out. What? They don't want to be spotted. It's conspicuous. Will somebody pray with me? When you get spotted, it's conspicuous too. Sometimes they, sometimes they might try to ignore it or oh, anybody will notice it. Well, yes, they do too. Well, yes, they will. Yes, they will too. And you wonder, wait a minute, this is a, a Calvin Klein. This is a big name. Sir. And what in the world I get? And it's, it had me warm one time. And you go in and pay your little dollar and a half for it and whatnot and go home with it and here's a big spot right here. Oh, that's why they got rid of it. And why in the world would God get rid of that individual? That person got, got a good spirit and got a, amen, had a good testimony. Why would, why, let me see. Oh, I see it. They got a big spot right here. Right in front of your head. It's, you're not here. Amen. Brother, when something happens to these people, it's because there are great big spots on them. God help us out here. Matthew chapter 25, verse 24. Read. He which have received the one talent came and said. He that received the one talent came and said what? Lord. Lord. I knew thee that thou art a hard man. I knew thee that thou art a hard man. Reaping what thou hast not sown. Gathering what thou hast not strawed. I was afraid. And went here. I didn't have time to live holy. The Lord said, You could have put it out to the usury. Amen. And got increased. That involves your holiness. They didn't have time to live holy. They didn't have time to do God's will. Y'all pray with me? God help us this morning. Maybe we see the depth of this. Many people would be doing God's will and could be productive saints, but they don't have time. Their merchandise requires their time. So God's will has to go lacking. Their farm requires their time. It has the precedent in their lives. God help us out here. Brother, holiness is just what the word implies. It, 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 it involves our whole lives, I'm telling you this morning. That's what holy. If you don't have time to live holy, then you lose out with God. You are unusable in God's kingdom. And may God give us a proper interpretation of holiness, but I'm not going to get caught up on the word. Now the Bible says, follow peace with all men in holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. A grave charge. A grave charge. Something that our seeing God's faith and peace is predicated upon, and people don't have time to do it. Don't you know the only the holy will see God's faith and peace? You can't be holy here and unholy over here. You've got to be basically holy. All of my conduct determines my holiness, not one phase of it. Some people are impeccable along certain lines and 
and rotten somewhere else. They wouldn't get within, amen, uh, a pole length of the opposite sex, but they run their mouth like a bell clapper and make them unholy, just as unholy. Amen! amen. Brother, I'm going to tell you something. If they had the same requirement of people today as they did the lepers of old, many people would be saying, unholy, unholy, unholy. No, no, I'm unholy. Why I talk too much? Unholy. Why I stare too much? Unholy. Why I, I answer back? Unholy. Unholy. Don't get too close to me. I go off with my wife. Unholy. I'm not submissive to my husband. Unholy. Please. Don't get too close. Unholy. I'm not diligent in the church services. Unholy. I miss it when I don't have to. Unholy. Amen. My prayer life is in a mess, brother. I don't, I don't know when I got a witness from God. Unholy. I'm not diligent. Amen. I don't meditate on God like I would in the night watches. I'm unholy. Amen. God help us out. The best I know to do is just dig before God and let God give me the message for you. And that's the best I can do. Amen. This man didn't have time. So he buried his talent. Amen. And I, yeah, you better, you better interpret. What do you do with yours? What God gave you? He buried it in the sand. Well, Lord, I know you, you'll, you'll accomplish it somehow. If I don't do it, somebody else will do it. Uh, you'll find a way to do it. Isn't that a sad attitude? That's just what people feel today. Well, but how is it going to get done if somebody don't do it? Well, God will find a way. Isn't that sad? Would you think people have that attitude after reading the scripture? Well, God will do something. God will raise up somebody. God will do something. God will... Isn't that pitiful? No sense of personal responsibility. God will find a way. But then he'll find a way to do you just like he did this man. I believe it all my heart. The concerns of this life has systematically eliminated this generation from the glory of God. Systematically, the devil has systematically devised life and so arranged it that it has eliminated people from the glory of God. And sadly enough, I don't know if, we, if there any message can reach him at this point for the most part. But we're just going to be faithful to God and do the best we can until Jesus calls us home. Really don't have time. Over in the book of Kings, we don't have to turn. Now we're going to, in chapter 20, the, man, the Bible says, the man was busy here and there, and the man was gone. The servant was busy here and there, and the man was gone. In fact, he had a charge. His life, the life of the man was for his life. They didn't want him to escape by no means. He had a grave charge. Keep this man by all means. Don't take your eyes off of him. Don't let him get out of your sight. Because I want him destroyed. And if you let him go, your life. But he messed around and got busy. He didn't have time. He should have devoted himself. Listen, with such a charge, he should have devoted himself. And when the guy go get a drink of water, he'd be ready for it. Everywhere he goes, should be, I mean, every second. Should be, that's what diligence is all about. Brother, listen. God has given me, uh, given me a charge to keep. God has given us a charge to keep. You do you me today. Amen. Brother, let me tell you something. All my, during my spare time, I should lock up before God and see if I'm fulfilling every detail. See if I've kept the gates of my lips. See if my responses have been right. See if I put one foot across the line. I got a charge to keep. I'm not just doing something. I have a charge to keep. God has committed something to my charge. And they don't let it get away. 
that's going to cost you if you get away. And many of us have let the man, let the, let the man slip and think there's no consequences. Think we're just as, as we were when we had him. You let the man slip. What man? The Holy Ghost. Oh, you let him slip? I'm telling you that. And you ought to know if you ever had him, you ought to know when he's not there anymore. Because he speaks for himself. He speaks for himself. You can't speak for him. Like some people are trying to do. You really don't have time to live holy. And unless there's a rededication, a reconcentration, and a reconsecration, I don't see no hope. It's showing. It's showing. The one is showing. It's obvious. It's apparent. Clear. And the devil has devised that scheme for this last day to take this generation under what? If you can't get them just outwardly immoral, involve them to a point they can't live holy in every detail. And it's working with alarming success. I'm wondering if an awakening could bring a permanent change. See, after a while you get in this rut and then you figure I can't, it'd be too difficult for me to get out of it. I'd have to devise or rearrange too many things and you just call anything holiness and be deceived for eternity. Wake up in the judgment deceived. You begin to call holy holiness and unholy, you, you, you get it crossed up. You get it mixed up. You get it mixed up. Now if you want help this morning, if, you, if God has quickened you, if, if, any, if God has moved on you in any degree, then you really want to be holy according to the word of God. See, the Holy Ghost cannot lead you otherwise because he can't lead a man who's, who's already pre, uh, preoccupied. I'm telling you this, God cannot, God can't lead you if you're preoccupied. And he knows that, so he doesn't even bother with you. How in the world God going to lead me? My plan's already made. My attitude's already set. I'm going to be like this. You've already uh, justified it. But I can't work with you. You know, they said you, you, you're not going to get convicted anyway. If you want help this morning, God's got it. Show us then. God, I miss you this morning. Holy dear brethren. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Listen to what you're singing this morning, children. Do are there those this morning who want to be acceptably holy? Who want to adjust? whatever is necessary to be truly holy. To be holy not only in word, but in deed. Do you have any need at all? Does God have access to our consciences, our minds, our hearts anymore? Is it a matter of concern? See what you'll do then when you go, you fool around and you start inching and you find yourself off on the deep end. After having abandoned and given up stuff, you find yourself more involved than you ever were. We must be holy, be 
established. One, do you want Bible holiness? Are we willing to satisfy ourselves with just a token kind of holiness? Won't we hold it on your own terms or hold it according to the Word of God? There's a difference. There's a difference. Do you really have time to be holy? Do you have time to sit down indefinitely and ponder your own life and your own circumstances and before God and to really see how am I situated indeed. So we're going to sing one more verse. May God break that sleep. One more verse please. Let me say this to you, saints. You listen to this, please. Now, many now don't realize it, but they uh, have convinced themselves that I just don't have time. But you know, you watch me, I tell you. Some of us, God's going to give us time. You've got more time than you have anything to do with. The thing that you think you've got to do now, you won't be able to do it. You can, see, you can be somewhere in a wheelchair, somewhere confined, unable to go on and involve yourself in all this stuff. Then you'll have plenty of time. And you what you're going to do? Then you're going to think back, Lord, just give me another chance and I'll do it. See, but I don't like for God to have to go that far with me. Then you're going to find out that all that, that what you're sacrificing and you think is just more important than real Bible holiness, that you can't do it anyway. And you'll go on living. <laughs>